lovely humans. Welcome to Kick-Ass Conversations with Louise and Kim. And this week, our guest, Aideen Niriara. Oh, I had it before we started. Niriara. Yay, I got it. Thank you. (laughs) We are so glad everybody is here with us today. If you're joining us live, uh, drop a note in the comments and let us know where you are joining us live from. Um, We love to know where in the world everybody is from. And we're going to get started the way we always love to get started. What are we celebrating today, friends? (laughs) I want confetti and like all kinds of things to just like shoot out of the back of my chair today. Like a big party. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be awesome. I am celebrating. I'm going to start. I just jumped right in. Go Uh, forth. I am celebrating our wonderful training that we had this week. Uh, so exciting. Uh, our jumpstart your kick-ass career training. Um, it just phenomenal. Um, the, the folks that were there that, uh, were engaged and participated and got so much from our three days of training, um, just like warms the cockles of my heart on this very cold, cold Winnipeg winter day. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm celebrating, I'm celebrating those folks, uh, that showed up. Uh, they really showed up and um, it was really nice to see. Makes me happy. Well, and the cool thing is, is they get to keep showing up next week because we still have one more live session to do. Fine. What are you celebrating? Well, I love that yours is so related to helping people because I'm really celebrating that I'm, I'm getting to share my mission, which is to let people know how you know valuable their voice is and how valuable singing is as a form of you know empowerment and healing and wellness because we're I've launched the Voice and Song Summit for 2023, which is called uh, Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. So that's really a very big deal for me. And I'm really excited to already have people registering for that. So, yeah. And it, it, it does feel good to do a second time. Like it, the first time I just threw it all together. This time I had to be a little bit more, you know, organized. I decided to try to be. And funnily enough, um, someone started talking to me about, you know, alternative topics. So I've started planning next year already. <laughs> I'm Um, celebrating that my brain is even able to do any of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm celebrating that for you. That's fun. And, you know, I'm in the group that that you are definitely talking about the summit. So I'm super excited about the summit as well. Um, And I haven't signed up yet, but totally will because I'm very excited about it. Um, So I love, so we're talking about right? Jumpstart Your Kick-Ass Career, where we've been training people um, all week long on how to create their own kick-ass careers. Um, We are super excited. And one of the things that I'm celebrating is that we only open the doors to our cohorts um, into the collective, which is our membership, four times a year. So I'm celebrating the fact that this is one of those times. There is such a rush of energy. I love when we do the trainings and we have this opportunity to meet a whole new group of people um, who are looking at how they have a relationship with work that's not quite working for them. So whether or not it's an entrepreneur or an employee, they're people that know that there's a different way to do work. We just have systemically been trained to do it a certain way. Um, And so we're starting to learn how to peel that back. So I'm excited that we're getting even more people on the bandwagon and taking part in this movement of creating work that works for us as humans not just us working and toiling and sweating and striving and pushing and proving our way through everything. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, and there is, and I'm excited, honestly, I'm so excited about this conversation and we get to be with Aideen two weeks in a row because she's here live today and she's going to be live in the collective next week teaching us how to amplify our voices. Like, so how lucky are we that we get that twice? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel very honored. Thank you and flattered. You're welcome. Um, So I am going to officially introduce you um, to the world. Um, So Aideen is an intuitive voice coach, mentor, and singer, and host of the Resonate podcast, who can help you sing and live joyfully by transforming your self-doubt into self-confidence. She blends her knowledge of psychology, spirituality, and voice training to uncover the hidden treasure within 
your voice. I mean, doesn't that just sound like juicy goodness right there for somebody who's struggling with her own voice right now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting because a lot of people do a lot of speaking or they may or may not like the sound of their own voice. Um, And what's surprising to a lot of people is that the voice coaching singing world is a great um, kind of training ground for taking your voice into speaking. Um, you can learn things like warming up your voice. You learn your voice, men- your voice health, um, you know, lots of lots of very simple things. So um, I really, you know, want to share what I know to people who don't necessarily ever necessarily want to sing in public. Um, in fact, my whole business was based on uh, trying to promote myself to people who didn't know they wanted to sing which was probably one of the worst, <laughs> one of the worst um, marketing strategies ever. Um, <laughs> I was called my singers secret singers because they didn't, they didn't want to tell anyone. I would have people doing my courses and they wouldn't tell anyone because they were so embarrassed. So yeah, it's about learning to, to, um, to, to use this voice in a, in fun ways, in easy ways. And I'm very excited to be coming back and sharing that with the collective next week. Yeah, we're super excited. And for, I mean, I've had this version, some version of laryngitis for three weeks. And so it's been one of those things where it's like, ah, what do you do with your voice? So I'm excited to, to continue to learn from you um, on how, right? You know, I have a theater background, so I understand the vocal cords and what to do with those to protect them and everything. But yeah. when you have this constriction, when you have something that feels off about your voice, um, you know, I've been holding back it. I've been showing up for this and for our trainings, but I normally do a lot of lives and a lot of reels and things like that where I'm on video and I've been holding back because I'm not sure what it's, I mean, I do know what it sounds like because I hear myself back and it's not as bad as it sounds in my head, but it's still, it's a struggle. All right. I'm going to shush and I'm going to let Louise ask her question. <laughs> we need to do one-to-one, Kim. That's just, you know. I, that's just it. That's great. <laughs> Yep. I'd let you talk about that for another 20 minutes and then give you some great tips and <laughs> off go. But, it, no, but on, on that point, it is important to, to notice that, you know, what you're able for on any particular day. And this comes back to that work-life balance that you're talking about that you train people in. It's about knowing that you count as much as you speaking counts. You know, you, that, you know, it's like I, so, I said to a friend of mine, you're the golden goose. You've got to look after that golden goose so she keeps laying eggs. You know, you can't just off the head of the golden goose to get all the eggs right now. So it's worth your while stepping back from some of those speaking things that you're doing. It's worthwhile to do sweeter, softer things and to give yourself self-care because you need to look after your voice. Your voice is, is a treasure and it's your best marketing tool. Um, as one of my speakers in the summit is always saying, you know, your voice is the marketing tool that never goes out of fashion. So, um, yeah, look after yourself. Been doing my best, but yes, I will definitely, I'll follow up with you. So, well, and it's such a doorway, right? Like, although we have all kinds of communication ways to communicate and communication styles, like that is uh, how we do it. Our voice is that doorway to be able to get our insides out. Um, yes. For sure. Um, I'm really curious about Aideen, your your career journey and and how you got to this place. Uh, was it something that you always was 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 singing and your voice always something naturally a part of like who you were? And then how how do you manifest it into a business for crying out loud? If it was. It's a such I mean, I'll try and give you the abridged version because it does feel like it was a long journey. <laughs> I love singing. My mother was the choir, you know, kind of leader in my local church and I was singing every week and I loved singing. Um, but then I was in a show that was like a musical and I decided, oh, I'd like, I I, I wanted to, I, I felt like I had something to share and I wanted, to, I wanted to be seen as well. I was the oldest of five kids. So I think I got a little bit, you know, I felt a little bit like I didn't matter because all the younger kids mattered that, that little bit more, right? Um, so I think that there was a deep wound within me in a way that wanted to be seen in some way. But I wanted to do acting straight out of school and it didn't go down that way. I was advised by my dad to go and do my a degree. So I did psychology. I did Italian because I thought, maybe I'll sing and I can sing Italian. I can do opera or something. You know, in the back of my mind, every every decision had a little bit of singing needs to be in here somewhere. 
I started taking singing lessons during my college years, but I really felt like there wasn't a path. I didn't see a way forward with it. And when I was 28, someone said to me, Aideen, what's your dream? And that's when I really heard what was happening going in my own mind, because my response was, I want to be a singer, but I can't do that. And whatever had been said to me as a kid or whatever I believed my beliefs, they were all completely against me doing any of that. And it took a lot. Actually, I had a, um, a, it was like a therapeutic voice, you know, workshop that I did. And the guy said, OK, say that, say the phrase, you know, whatever it was my dad used. He used to say you can't make money in music. Right. So I, he said, tell me that phrase again. And I said it to him. I said it to him. I said it to him. And, and then he said, say it to the girl next to you. And I realized I didn't want to pass that on to anyone. I burst into tears and it broke it broke that hold on me. Um, and I started to do more with music from that point. But I didn't really know how to make it into a business. So I what I did was um, I tried to set up my first business based on anything I had done before, which I had done Color Me Beautiful. I was like all about what colors to wear. I had done nutrition. Um, so I decided I would do confidence based on eating well gives you confidence or dressing well gives you confidence. Always had confidence in it somehow from the beginning. So that's a really big part of my values um, and a big part of my own journey has been gaining that confidence in myself. But after a year of doing that, I was like, oh, I just want to do more with music. And I kind of made a plea. I said, let me do more music. I, I don't know how help. And three weeks later, this was over Christmas 2015, I think. And I had this voice come into my head saying, do a singing work workshop for adults. And when I said I want to do more with music, I wasn't thinking about teaching at all. I had, was thinking, oh, I'll sing at weddings or I'll do more musicals or something. Right. So it wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. But because I was meditating a lot of the time, I was like, OK, I'll try out this thing and I did my first singing workshop for adults in a Feb on in February I did a half day for men in March I did another one in April another one in May by the end of the summer I was teaching one-on-one -on -one. by the end of that year I was doing my eight-week secret singers courses and even though secret singers don't want to admit they want to sing I still managed to get people on those courses <laughs> and singing and then COVID hit and everything had to go online um, and things have just evolved from there. So um, my, I feel like I haven't seen someone else do what I do and I haven't tried to follow someone else's path. But the only reason I've felt confident enough to do it my way is because I was meditating and because I felt grounded in myself mm -hmm. and I felt like it, di oh, it didn't risk a lot to try. It wasn't risking a lot to test, to do the market research or whatever. And once I got going, I was able to, because I loved it so much, I was able to keep going. And it was amazing. Yeah. It's that, that whole mindset around testing, right? And around experimenting that is so valuable. Mm -hmm. And we can get so lost and think that we either have to know everything or we're supposed to know everything. or um, and, and we get really, really stuck in this, like, like, let's, let's do something like somebody else is doing, right? Because they've tested it, they, right? And, and we, we just jump right over collecting our own information and seeing what works. And, and I love that part of your career story around like, like, I didn't think that workshops, right? Singing workshops was even something that I considered, but, but why not? What is the real risk? Absolutely nothing. Yes. Right. Um, and then there's so much to gain, uh, so much information and so much um, I, that confidence piece. Right. You get by trying, you get by experimenting, you get by reevaluating and and making small changes and moving forward. And it's just something that just builds and builds and builds. But we have to be out there trying. We have to be out there doing i don't even know if it's trying i think it's just doing yeah um, right yeah yeah it's putting things into action and you know it's so interesting hearing um your path because it's so much of what we were encouraging our participants this past week to do is to look and say what is it that you love 
And what are the stories that are in your way, right? So that story of you can't make money doing music, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I have a theater background and that message was pervasive for so many people in the theater. You're either going to hit it big or you're going to be a starving artist. Like mm-hmm. There was no middle ground. And that really hampers us and, and prevents us from moving into those things that can be so fulfilling and you know, to do what Louise was saying, which is to just experiment, to just try. So whether it's you know, going and finding a, a job or, or a volunteer opportunity to do what you like or to just say, yeah, I guess I could try doing a workshop. Sure. Why yeah, not? Exactly. And the, I mean, I was I just recently joined a choir in my locality because I moved I moved to Michigan during COVID. You know, my husband's mom was here and that restricted, you know, learning to meet people and all of these kinds of things. So I joined the choir as a participant and one of the choir um, kind of my friends there said, you know, reminded me this thing of an object in motion tends to stay in motion. An object at rest tends to stay at rest. So when we start taking those small actions, even if it's just like for me, if you want to sing, you join a choir or you you do something that's. you start doing a warm up every day or if it's, you know, you want to own your own business that you, you know, ask, you know, your friend, what do you think I'm good at? Like whatever it is that next step could be that you're willing to do. I always say, what am I willing to do? And mm. then there's certain things that I actually am really willing to do because I believe in what I'm ta- I, I, I'm teaching. I believe that there's an important message and that important message behind what I do is way more important than even me or my business. And that makes me very courageous and more confident in this as a path. I believe I'm on the thing I'm meant to be doing. Mm, yeah. I want, I would love to know. So you have a little sticker or a little thing behind you that says, let's play. Yeah. <laughs> and I would love to know where, where play comes in with this, um, with having the courage to take steps forward. Mm, well, it's very simple. It all relates to our brains. You know, we end up thinking that there's this linear process and we got to do this and this and this and this. But all the research shows that when we are playful, we learn much faster. We come up with more inventive um, solutions. Um, Musicians are known to have more connectors in their brain that helps them think out of the box. Um, When we're learning something new, if we're critical of ourselves, if we're stuck in one side of the brain that's like, oh, I should have been able to do that, we can't learn it. So I I, I work with adults mainly. And when I get them doing silly noises and having a bit of fun, that's where the magic happens. So we it's important to remember that we're we're not meant to be serious all the time. Yeah, we we block off a huge part of that resourceful brain that we have, right? That creative side of it. And um, I actually just had this conversation too with uh, with a leader that I'm coaching, uh, feeling really stuck in in what to do, right? And in, in how to make like his team function the way that that he wanted. And we brought Lego into the into the session. We brought some Lego in to figure out like an opportunity for him to kind of tap into that creative side. And when he was stuck, he just paused for a moment, built something with his Lego and came across a problem because he didn't have the right piece. Right. And so he had to creatively figure out how to make his, his Lego um, the way he wanted without the piece uh, that he desired. And he figured it out. And, and then going back to his problem with his team It just all fit together, Mm -hmm. right? It was just, it's this really interesting place where we can play and start to be creative, but we just, just turning off that, almost that logical side of our brain for a moment and tapping into a different resource um, and, and then pulling that forward. And a lot of times, right, when we think about like cultivating courage and being brave, we get stuck in the fear right? It becomes so big and so overwhelming. And so, and all of a sudden it's this huge, huge thing um, because we've made it huge, right? Yeah. In our minds, it's a lot bigger, but we can't see past it. All of a sudden it's this boulder right in front of us. And it's like, man, that's huge. 
but taking a step back and finding a creative way, finding another. And it's not even that we're looking for a solution because that's the fun thing about play. That's the fun thing about singing, right? It's like how we are just start to become so involved and so engrossed in another activity that the, all of we just let our brains like figure out that problem on its own. We actually remove the boulder um, and 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 as we're playing, as we're singing, as we're doing all of those things. Um, and it just brings so much um, clarity into that problem. Mm. That's a beautiful idea. And it's so important to to like rather than forcing and pushing for answers to be able to step back from things so in whatever way that is if you've got your colored markers like I have here which I don't use half enough but like to doodle or to you know put on a piece of music for a few minutes to you know just switch um from one thing to another and can leave that space for your mind to to settle I, I did a workshop there um last week about um, singing and it was about you know the motor learning within singing and she suggested that you count backwards from 10 regularly when you're learning something new because when we count backwards from 10 it gives our brain that moment to let it sink in mm-hmm. and we're t- we're trying too hard to do things quickly these days <laughs> we need to if even 10 seconds of a break from the problem can actually make a big difference oh my gosh 100 percent um i was working with a client earlier this week brilliant human being, um, amazing leader who um, doesn't feel like she's taken seriously because she like, she she's a jovial person. She likes to joke around and she's um, she really wants to be taken seriously. So she spent all this time and this energy focus, focusing on being taken seriously, right? And as women, we can, probably most of us here can relate to that feeling of it's like, you know, no, but I'm here. I have something valuable to share. Please take me seriously. One of the trick tricks we've been trying is you showed those pens. Mm-hmm. She loves to draw and doodle. And so I said, just have your pens out at a meeting and start doodling. Let them know I'm active listening. I'm actively listening. This is part of my process to synthesize what you're doing. And so as she's been doing it, she's allowed space for her team to show up to, to be more creative themselves and the way she's showing up in her playfulness, she's actually being taken more seriously as a leader in her playfulness, in her colorfulness. Mm -hmm. So leaning into that and allowing yourself to maybe let go of the, the, I'm going to use the word shackles of this idea of being so serious, right? Of pushing through, getting things done quickly, being taken seriously, um, proving who you are, you can still play. Mm-hmm. And in in fact, it's encouraged to play, to be able to step into that next iteration of yourself, to be courageous enough to be that next iteration of self. Yeah. So Aideen, I, you know, as you're, you're talking about, right, like expressing, finding, finding your voice, your, I, I love your, your, your secret singers. Uh, Cause I think there's a lot of, I would consider myself one. I, <laughs> I do sing very loudly in the car. Um, right. Because it's usually just me. Um, but, but finding ways and places to, to be able to like get what's inside out. But I do notice sometimes uh, there's this quiver in my voice, right? There's that when we talk about cultivating courage, I feel like that sometimes in those tough conversations or in those really tough moments, my voice isn't doing what I want it to do. It's I feel like it's betraying me. Yeah, Um, I think most people don't understand how their voice works at all. And, and considering the situation where, you know, you're maybe in a corporate environment or even moms, you know what I mean, that that are have like multiple children, they have to literally shout and scream at. And we, we sometimes try to be taken seriously by changing our tone in our voice. Mm-hmm. We we want to um, we think that that more masculine tone is going to be, you know, important. Um, I would suggest that, you know, to be taken more seriously, sometimes speaking more slowly can just do that when you give someone a moment after you've said a phrase to let them think about what you just said 
um, we worry sometimes that we we're going to be interrupted. So what happens is we try to speak too fast. So there's there's a lot to be said from just pausing. There's a lot to be said with um, articulating, just speaking more clearly, using your tongue, using your lips. And a lot of what happens in the throat is this is the most delicate part of our voice here in the throat because the vocal folds, they move so fast and they are moving um, and your brain is really a big part of the voice. The, the brain and the voice are working together. They're conceptualizing. You're speaking before you even thought of what you're going to say. So something so magical about voice work because of the way the brain works with the voice. Um, but I would say if you don't know how the voice works or you haven't ever explored that, it's, it's worth doing because we can take the pressure off the delicate part of the voice by understanding posture. Somehow our posture will change how the pressure here by understanding your breaths, that you don't need a lot of air to speak, that by understanding the vibrations in your head and the way your tongue and, and teeth and all of that works for articulation. Your whole body, your brain are all part of your voice. And this, this delicate part here, it is very susceptible to the emotional side of us. So that's when that, that quiver comes in. So posture, I would say, would be your first port of call. If you're if you're in that situation again, Louise, I would suggest that you do some breathing and that you imagine your posture is nice and tall. And in your head, say what you want to say first, like a practice run. And give yourself a little extra time. Sometimes the quiver is a good thing. Because the people that we're speaking to need to understand we are we feel a certain way that this is important to us sometimes. Um, so there's there's times when you don't want the emotion to be there, and there's times when there when it's okay. Like we've been taught not to be emotional, right? Um, but why not? When we show our vulnerability to that person, and we're saying, "Hey, that upset me," or you know, I didn't like that because, you know, you, you, do you remember that this happened to me with the previous employer or, you know, when we are um, vulnerable and we can say, look, that's just not okay with me or, hey, I know you didn't mean it, but it, I reacted and it, it was a trigger. You know, those things are good to talk about because that is allowing a healing to happen. It's, a, it's real communication because you're speaking to the heart of that other person and you're asking for them to not judge you in that moment. And they may judge you, this is the problem, but <laughs> we're asking them not to judge us in that moment. Um, and it creates a different relationship with that person mm -hmm. because you've created, a, 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 you've shown trust in them. And you may be surprised that by letting them know something that they're capable then of coming to you at a moment when they need help or they wanna just say that they're they're unhappy. And one of my biggest successes is when my student goes, Aideen, that's too much information. And they're not just kind of trying to do everything I tell them. And I'm like, okay, my fault, you know, because we need that feedback. We, we learn from each other, you know, whatever quiver comes through in your voice. Number one, accept it. Forgive yourself for not being stoic and strong and, you know, clear every single moment. And know that those things do change with awareness. It's so interesting from what you were just sharing is that there's this whole, when I think about courage, right? We're talking, you were talking specifically around kind of how it shows up in your voice. And Aideen, you were show, giving us a beautiful explanation of kind of physiologically and psychologically what's happening within us. And one of the things that I know <clears throat> for myself and with my clients is that courage is a full body thing. Mm -hmm. Courage isn't just we have the heart, we have the stomach, we have the mind, we have the voice. Courage is the full body. And so that explanation that you just gave, it was like I could actually see in my mind's eye the different areas of the body lighting up and coming online with courage and working together to step into that place of here I am, and this is who I am in this moment. Quivery voice, not quivery voice, whatever it is that I'm going to show up as, I have the courage to step into that. Mm -hmm. It may not even be with another person in the room, right? It's the courage to make a decision. It's the courage to step forward. 
It's the courage to say yes, to say no, to, to do whatever that thing is that's scary. And it's full body. I agree. One of the things I, I suggest for, for people that are that I work with, whether they speak or they sing, is to be able to do a big sigh. Mm -hmm. It's very grounding. But our, often when we're nervous, all the energy is kind of quivering here. You know, it's like, and we, we, what you notice is your belly might be tightening. If your belly is tightening, your diaphragm and your breath doesn't work properly. And you can demonstrate this easily. If I asked you to do a tummy, like I'll pull your tummy in like you're doing a tummy crunch at the gym and then try to breathe in, nothing it's goes really in shallow. there. Yeah, <laughs> wow. But we sometimes tighten our bellies to, you know, we think that's a good posture. If you imagine a time that you've been in the car and someone pulled in front of you, your tummy tightens. If you can imagine a time when you're really nervous, you've got that tummy tightening. So a lot of that is coming to an awareness of your whole body is responding to that moment and whatever you can do to um, breath, the breath. It's an mm -hmm. access point to mindfulness. It's an access point to presence and it's an access point to your voice because voice is simply air vibrating. That's all it is. And we have all we need in this instrument of the human body to create a beautiful vibration, a clear vibration, an impactful vibration. But when the breath is restricted, no. When you're too emotional or when, you, when you do, your posture is bad and your head is in the wrong position, no. When you're afraid to, like, you know, afraid, your face is like, you know, no one see me. It's like all of those things, this whole body voice um, can't work well um, if, if any of it is a little bit off balance. But the breath, I would say, Anyone who's watching, if you tend to get nervous, um, just breathing in and breathing out with a sigh. Okay, now that we're all ready for a nap. <laughs> um, it, so the, the breath, mm -hmm. I love that you shared that the breath is just air vibrating. Yeah. Because when we think about what feelings are, they're just a shift of energy. They're just a, a, an electromagnetic shift of energy in our body. Mm -hmm. That's what a feeling is. And yet, both with the that right sucking in and the a, an emotional shift or a feelings shift in our body, it's what we make of it up here. This yeah. is where it all of a sudden everything gets so scary, because something down here shifted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that the brain processes eight seconds before mm -hmm. we consciously see it. So we can't blame ourselves for that. If you have a little reaction to a situation, like for instance, if I was singing at a gig and the next boyfriend walked in, I mean, my body would react straight away. I'd probably go off pitch, you know, mm -hmm. I, it wouldn't be easy for me to immediately um, reconnect to being in the present when something emotionally triggering is in my is in my energy field or I notice it and the same things are happening to us every day at work you know someone takes your stapler it could be a huge trigger you know because you know you <laughs> especially if you're in uh the movie office space that the stapler was a big deal in that movie okay <laughs> yeah whatever it may be for you like triggers are triggers but when we have an awareness of that when we can take a breath collect our thoughts you know you know i feel like our inner child is so reactive sometimes it's like oh, i want to cry i want to laugh i want to scream but the inner parent is that part of us that goes, oh, it's okay. It's okay. If it comes in with love and says, no, it's okay. Or if it comes in with a hug and just holds that inner child for a mm -hmm. second or two till it, it starts to feel like it's safe again, then that part of you, that higher self or that more aware part of you can kind of go, they didn't mean it. You know, they didn't mean it. And, you know, I'm going to be okay in a few minutes. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to just switch or whatever it is I need to do, but it, I am safe and all is well. That's that actual affirmation was a big part of, of my beginning, just to start to feel safe in your own body and to feel like I can handle certain things better every day, 
every day I can get better. Yeah, that 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 whole recognition that especially around fear when something feels really scary, it's like it, it, taking just that pause, um, not trying to push it away or dive into problem solve or whatever that looks like, but taking that pause just to kind of almost allow your brain, your body, uh, your the energy, all of that stuff just to sync up again, right? And when we can just just take a moment to do that, um, we're able to understand our fear a little bit more, where it might be coming from, how we might want to handle it or not handle it. Um, and, and what that can look like. But um, I love that bit about like eight seconds, like eight seconds feels like an eternity sometimes and for, for your brain to catch up with the rest of you, like, holy smokes. And yet it's only eight seconds. Like, like, right. What have you got to lose to wait eight seconds? Good point. Yeah. yeah that was only two. <laughs> Eight seconds of silence on a podcast is a long time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we no, tried. we didn't make it. That was tough. Right? <laughs> I know. But just to think about like how much power there is in that power in the pause, power in like tapping into your resources. And, you know, Aideen, when you were talking about just like the whole act of, of knowing, like knowing your voice, knowing how it's going to react, kind of starting to understand it and, and rely on it almost and know that you can change it know that you can manipulate it. If you hear that your voice is right, if you're off key, that you, you have the power to change that. Uh, when you're paying attention to what's going on, uh, there's so much control in, uh, in knowing that, that it's, it's a, it's a shift in your posture. It's a, it's a change in, right. Like you said, in your diaphragm or yeah. whatever that is, but you, you get that sense of like, Hey, I'm not, I don't have to carry on this way. I noticed something's different. Now I have the, I have the tools and the way to change it. And I think that's such a great, when we know that about our voice, we know that about all other kinds of things too. Yeah. I think that we understand that practice is important when playing an instrument like a piano, right? But we forget that practice is just as important with our elevator pitch or with singing a song. We kind of think that I should be able to do this already. And we give ourselves such a hard time. But honestly, everything is, everything has to build on the foundation. And when the foundation is right, you can do so much. And sometimes that foundation is the right teacher or the right coach. Sometimes that foundation is the right self-care in your life, doing your yoga every morning. Sometimes the right foundation is, is just understanding yourself, maybe doing, you know, I don't know, like human design to see what kind of person you really are, like, or counseling. But we need that foundation because we're trying too hard to achieve. And sometimes we need to take a step from the back from the achievement and, and just be in the learning, the learner's kind of mindset. You know, I don't know it all. I don't know it all. Um, and then the bit of practice that we do or the, the journey can be more playful along the way because we're not expecting the end result before it's possible. The word trust keeps coming up in my mind as I'm listening to the two of you. Yeah. It's, it, it feels like there's a whole lot of trust that needs to be had and cultivating that trust within ourselves allows us to therefore step into that idea of being courageous and trying mm -hmm. the things that may not feel easy or accessible. And one thing we can all decide to trust is that we will learn from that situation. Mm -hmm. yeah. I trust myself to be able to learn I trust myself to do my best to the ability that I have in that on that moment in that day. Um, I trust that this person is a safe person to do this with, if it's a teacher or a coach. Um, you know, and then you can trust that, you know, a lot of people will forget 
a few minutes later that, that, that you did say that something that was a little off or you blurted. I'm a blurter, by the way. Me too. So <laughs> an oversharer. Um, so we need to understand ourselves. We need to understand what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are. Um, it's the journey that if we can imagine that life is meant to be a journey, a learning journey, a fun journey, a loving journey. Why are we here? Um, like it's not to earn a hundred grand a year necessarily, you know, that can be fun too though, but yeah. it's when but it's fun, then yes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I feel like we all want to make a bit of an impact and we all love mm -hmm. sharing our gifts. A lot of what I say is I talk about, you know, having the courage to share your gifts. So each of us has something within us that is very valuable. Not everybody sees the world the way each of us sees it and the way any of you watching see it. You've completely unique way of dealing with life, unique experiences, unique values. And only you can speak on those things in the way you can at the moments that you can. So we are much more significant in our lives than we realize. And that might not be significant to 100,000 people, say. It might be significant to 10 people that you serve as clients, or it might be more in your community, in your local community groups, or it might be more among your family. But we are so significant and the loss of any of us would be tragic if it was at a moment before your time. Um, so I would love letting people know that they're, they're important. Their voice really matters. Your dreams really matter. And we can do so much when we follow those little steps, those little breadcrumbs. That right there is a truth bomb Yeah, that most people forget. We minimize our existence. We minimize our importance. Yeah. And we keep feeling like we have to do more, be more, um, experience more, get more, have more. And yet right now, who you are today is exactly who the world needs. And you are significant in your life the way you are. Yeah. Truth bomb. Thank you, Aideen. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, we've gotten to that time again in, in our weekly uh, kick-ass conversation that we check in on what our golden nuggets are. What are our great takeaways from today's conversation? And we invite anybody listening to drop theirs in the comments as well. But um, anybody want to start with a golden nugget from today? There were so many today. Holy smokes, my pockets are full. Um, I'm going to go back to something you said, Aideen, uh, kind of at the, the top of our conversation, was the question about what are you willing to do? And I just, I love that as a, as a indicator, as a signpost um, to say where maybe am I struggling, where am I a little bit more fearful? Um, where can I show a little bit more courage and what am I willing to do? So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Aideen, do you have one? Well, I just loved the idea of the program that you're running about, you know, that your, you, your work and your balance has to be, they're equally significant. Um, I have a, a big passion in helping people to trust their intuition. Um, and my, I have a program around that. And I feel that the work you're doing is really helping people to trust that and that we're trust coming back in again. Like when, when, when I had that thought in my mind, do a singing workshop for adults, it was completely obvious that it wasn't me saying that because I didn't want that. Right. But we just make up our minds what we should be doing and what we should want and how it should go. But I believe a lot of us, are more tapped into our intuition, more tapped into maybe divine guidance, if you believe in that, more tapped into the, 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 the breadcrumbs, the little signs that give you that. It's like you see something and you get that feeling of, hmm, it lights you up. 
it lights you up. And we forget that those things are real and important. When you see an item of clothing, like this nice scarf here, and you go, even though it's in, I don't know, Chico's or some old lady store, my head right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, mm, well, that's for me. And then when you find out it's $40, you're like, and then you go, no, mm, I love it enough. And it becomes something that has developed your trust in yourself. And it can be the same looking at the menu that when you're in a store, mm -hmm. you know, at a restaurant and you look down and you go, hmm, but your head is going, no, but it has to feel, it's a, it's a visceral feeling that's lighting you up. And when we start to notice those things, I believe that, Kim, you started your business based on that kind of a feeling because it's a passion, because it's a mission. And we can, we can develop that trust in ourselves in small ways before we start taking the bigger leaps. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that uh, Mary Jane just sh shared this. My golden nugget, I'm exactly what I need to be right now. I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And you are absolutely. And we're so glad that part of that is here with us. <laughs> um, my golden nugget is uh, I, the, the visual that I saw when you were talking about going through the different body parts and this whole idea of kind of every part getting lit up and particularly around when we're stepping into courage, where there is a lot of trust that we need to cultivate. And it, it, it is really, really, really scary. Um, it's that we are resourced from head to toe and tapping into, and this is a lot of the work that I already do, but it, just in this conversation, it, it literally was lighting up in my head of every part of us is a resource. And so whether it is releasing our abdominal muscles and allowing the breath to move a little bit more or tightening the abdominal muscles so that we can straighten our posture a bit more so we can feel a little bit more grounded, touching our feet into the ground a little bit more, right? Opening up our throat, opening up that throat chakra a little bit more, opening up our intuitive, you know, our third eye chakra a little bit more. We are resourced from head to toe and being able to, to touch into that in those moments where we need courage, we have everything we need right in this beautiful handy dandy carrying case that we have with us at all times. That's, that's my golden nugget for today. Lovely. Um, what's going on, Kim? What's going on with our uh, kick-ass careers? With our stuff? Yeah. Well, so we're super excited because on Monday, the doors officially open publicly um, for the winter cohort. Um, we only open the doors four times a year. Um, so if you're interested, go over to your kickasscareer.com um, and get on the wait list. You'll get the notification um, coming out Monday as soon as the doors are open. Um, you'll have two weeks free um, at, as soon as you enter the cohort, um, as soon as you enter the collective. And if you sign up, you actually get to come be with Aideen next week where we, she is going to teach us how to amplify our voices. So like, you know, come on, who doesn't want to be part of that? Um, doors are only open for a week. Once they open on Monday, they're only open for a week. So um, don't miss your chance uh, to come in and join us um, for that. Aideen, Tell us more about what's going on for you as well. Like what's, I know you talked about the summit a little bit. Do you want to give a little bit more details on that or anything else? Yes, I'd love to. Any chance I get to share, give me the microphone and I'll hang on to it for dear life. <laughs> but um, my, my big, my big goal is to let people know that their voices truly matter. And because of my background as a singer, I feel that singing is a tool that you can use to somehow step into courage. You know, if you can actually sing in front of a teacher or sing in front of a friend, I bet you'd be able to speak up for yourself in another situation too. Um, so I tr I'm trying to let people know that their voices can be transformative for healing, for empowerment and for courage and confidence. And the summit is all about that. It's a completely free event on the 1st of April, 2023. And they there will be recordings available if you decide to upgrade to the VIP option, which is only $29. Other than that, I have constantly got stuff going on. I do a masterclass once a month. That's more around building your intuition. That's not for singing. Um, I have weekly singing, group singing classes. Um, I have weekly meditation, Japa yoga meditation, which is like, oh, actually, Louise, that's what you should come to. 
you would love that that would develop this strength and flexibility in your voice but the 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 nice thing for everything that i do is that i gain so much from everything that i do like it's like this nourishment goes both directions and it goes both directions because i'm meant to be doing this work mm-hmm. um and i invite anybody who's listening or watching to to come and try something that i do you know like it, whether it's the facebook group or whatever the summit or get on a free consultation call but i think this is where we're talking about taking a little action you know if you're hesitating from taking an action that you know you want to do i would advise you to rethink it <laughs> maybe be a bit a little bit playful about it one of my friends used to say aideen you just have to be a bit cheeky sometimes you know to so be a bit cheeky step out of your comfort zone and um let these lovely ladies louise and kim you know, inspire you as well. Look at all they're doing. And um, you might just be able to do something amazing that you never thought was possible. But one step at a time, take one step at a time. It's all just an experiment, right? Yeah. It's all play. It is all play. Um, should people drop by your website if they want mm-hmm. to? Yeah. Start? Okay. So you can go to adenurieta.com or confidenceinsinging.com. Perfect. And um, you will find everything there about all the different stuff that I do. Fantastic. Lovely. We are so grateful (laughs) that you have been here with us today and that we get to play again with you next week. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, all our listeners and our viewers. We appreciate you. Uh, Take good care. Uh, Stay warm uh, or cool, depending on what part of the globe you're listening from. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you again. And Bye for now. We'll see you next week. Oh, wait. We can talk about what we're doing next week. Quickly. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about developing synergy uh, with Sarah Arendt. She is um, a former nurse turned CEO of a construction company. So I can't wait to hear that story on her um, career journey. And we're going to talk about how we develop synergy um, within our teams and for ourselves. So thank you again for being here. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, care, everyone. Bye. Bye.